Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Believers Be Heard podcast. Today, we have Noel Marshall on. And for those of you who don't know Noel Marshall, he's a great guy. Uh, He attends Revive Church uh, for work. He's a graphic designer, which I think is super awesome because I also like graphic design. And he also likes rock climbing. So Noel Marshall and I actually have a lot in common. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, welcome, Noah Marshall. Thank you. I appreciate it. <clears throat> All yeah, of a sudden, yeah. it feels like there's millions of people in the room with us, but but there's not. And don't <laughs> worry, that that feeling will fade, like yeah. as we kind of get into it and stuff. But um, what do you think of your coffee? Coffee is good. Um, hold on, let me get a refresher sip. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, you could hear that. Everyone, oh, yeah. everyone ASMR. Heard that <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. No, that's some good coffee. It's an Americano. That's what it is? Yeah. Okay, because I was like, that's definitely not black coffee. No, yeah. I went to uh, Java Joe's today, and I was mm. like, can I get an Americano? The poor girl, she was like new. She was mm. like, what are you saying? <laughs> I was like, okay. I'm, it's just two <laughs> shots of espresso and some hot water. Uh, and you're a, you're a barista. So. Yeah. You know what's funny, though? The coffee shop right next door, they um, they they don't open until like 8 o'clock. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like, I they miss, like a they coffee m- shop has to open at 5 a.m. I know. Yeah, you miss a lot of business in the yeah. morning. A lot of people are ro- like driving to work during that time. I mean, I guess they know. You know, they're chilling. They know yeah. they're consumers. Yeah, they know. They know who they want. So I don't know. But anyways, no. Thank you so much for being on, and um, I'm really looking forward to just like getting to know you more because mm-hmm. we know each other, but I don't know if I've ever actually really heard your testimony before. No. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I, I yeah, we know each other, uh, but we don't know each other well enough. So, yeah yeah i'm down yeah dude <laughs> so um so with that here's the question of the day uh how did you come to know christ mm, how did i come to know christ <clears throat> well i guess it started with uh when i was young like five years old you know mm-hmm. just born into a christian family who went to church every sunday uh, i think my sister um you know prayed the prayer with me uh, when I was young, and yeah. some people feel like uh, they really, like, when they said it when they were young, like, they really meant it, and that Christ was with them for their whole life, but yeah. I, I lean more towards, I said it and didn't fully understand what yeah. I was saying, mm-hmm. um, and just kind of had a wrong view, a childish view of Jesus, um, and a relationship with him, and was just like, uh, you know, uh, as I grew older and uh, got more exposed to the world, I was homeschooled as a kid. So once I got put into public school, that's when things really started to kind of backslide on the Christian front. Okay. Um, and uh, I kind of, uh, you know, turned away. So it, it's really hard because now I feel like I'm, a year a year into my my like actual walk with Jesus wow um and uh and I think to those years before that I'm like I don't think I was a Christian like it just I just have a tough time saying it but I did say the words when I was younger and I did live a Christian life for a good amount of time like I I did enjoy going to church I did uh I don't know. I as Christian as a middle schooler can be. I yeah, guess. yeah. So like, was your was your upbringing like, 
um, like your homeschooling was at like a Christian co-op or was it like, you, you know, were your siblings like really close to the faith too or what yeah. was that like? So uh, we had like a co-op that we would do like one day a week and spend with other homeschoolers. Um, but uh, my older siblings were definitely uh, Christian and were definitely uh, role models in the faith for me. Um, and I even remember saying like one in middle school when I got into public school that I'd like come back to the faith. I'd be like, Oh, I'll, I'll mm. do it when I'm older. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which like, thank God that he did bring me back when I got older. Um, but yeah, the, the homeschooling circle was definitely interesting. Uh, I definitely don't want to bash homeschooling, but no, my yeah. experience with it wasn't the greatest yeah i mean um, everybody's gonna have their mm-hmm. you know unique kind of um yeah experience when it comes to it i mean especially homeschool i mean people would say that about public school mm. you know they'd be like yeah i mean because i remember i was in public school at some point and i was like man i just want to be homeschooled <laughs> you know it just kind of being able to escape from a lot of the drama that exists in a public school yeah you think well homeschoolers seem like they don't have that much drama but i'm sure that's a wrong assumption yeah, no, I mean, especially when I I come from a big family. Um, yeah, how how big? I'm one of ten. You're one of ten? Yeah. So. Noah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so always had a social life with my siblings. There was, like, yeah. always, of course, six of us who were, you know, yeah. um, just, like, hanging around and whatnot. Honestly, it just, like, left me not really equipped for school or, mm. like, the... Like, socially? Socially and... Uh, smartness wise. Oh, okay. <laughs> like yeah. I just was behind. So, oh, wow. um, yeah, I got thrown into special education once I was in there and had to like kind of fight to catch up. Um, yeah. It's all good. I got a college degree now. So, hey, dude, you know, you can, you can do it. It's, yeah. It doesn't really, yeah. there's a lot of th- things that but you can catch up on. Definitely socially, for sure. Yeah. Um, just like jarring the contrast. Like it really is sheltered and that's good. I guess to some degree if you want to keep your kids from like some evils that are in the school system but at some point or another they're gonna have to step out into the real world and yeah and see these things and yeah. know how to deal with them so that's like pretty much my that's that hinging point on homeschooling that I think it was like well would you rather um jump in now or jump in later you know yeah yeah or you so, can have like a little bit of a mixture of both, which is kind of what I did. Around sixth grade is when I jumped into the public s- school system. Gotcha. So for all the way up until fifth grade, I was chilling. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but the, yeah, I, with that jumping into sixth grade is when I like, <clears throat> you know, a kid like said a curse word first day of school, and I yeah never said those um you're like wait a minute <laughs> i'm supposed to cover my ears right yeah, now Yeah, exactly and then you know just um i guess my siblings as a whole we all got put into the public school system so then it just like kind of infiltrated our, oh wow all at once you guys all at once went yeah, in. yeah yeah so well my older brother went in first he went into high school a year before the rest of us while we stayed homeschooled and then uh then we all went in in one foul swoop and it just kind of you know we all saw the enticing world that we lived in and what sin looked like and that it was fun. And yeah. So still going to church every Sunday, 
I like love that my mom did that for me, you know, looking back now yeah. and like it then, but my parents would always make me go to church on Sundays. Um, and I just feel really guilty, uh, Mm. on sunday and then would you be like in a youth group kind of situation or were you like in an adult service i think i tried youth group uh and it was it never was good and my mom always like respected our opinions of that and being like okay yeah like if you really don't like it then just like come sit in like the service with us so totally that's what we wound up doing um and uh yeah, and I mean, I consider it a blessing to have been listening to Ryan Batesel's preaching for all those years, um, and going to Emergence uh, and seeing that church grow is cool now, especially as I'm taking my faith seriously and like. But at the time, it was just like I don't know. I'd just walk in, you know, duck my head low, yeah, <laughs> try and get out. Yeah, I'd feel guilty afterwards. Maybe have a weird talk with my brother about our guilt, and then. So was that something like? That relationship with your brother, which brother? I mean, he's older or younger than you? Uh, I guess so. It was me, my two older brothers, and a younger brother were like in the same room. Oh, and you guys would just like chat. So, yeah. So, like, you guys were like open with each other about kind of what was going on? Yeah, to a degree. Um, there was, uh, of just like, oh, like there was, I'd say we'd rarely have a chat of yeah. like, oh, like, man, I feel like I could be doing better. And like, but for the most part, it was more like, and not purposely encouraging each other in sin, but re- that's really what it was, was just like... Kind of making allowances for yeah, it. Yeah, and not being like, oh, like, this is sin, and we're going to help each other, like, <laughs> yeah, like enjoy sin. It was just like, we all, like, didn't really know, and we're just like, oh, we like doing this. So, like, mm. it felt like love and camaraderie and, yeah. you know, uh, like a good, healthy, brotherly relationship. But looking back now, I'm like... Oh, you know, developing bad habits and whatnot. Yeah. So oh, that's wild. So like that was like something that was like pretty pervasive kind of throughout the whole like the whole family was like going through this season together kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah, for sure. Um and then yeah. It was interesting that that season of like middle school to high school, um, just because uh our family like it was weird like i lived with my sisters in the same house for all those years but yeah rarely ever talked to them really like it was like not a brother sister relationship it was really it was like boys downstairs watching tv we'd all come up for dinner at six o'clock eat for an hour and chat which was good like there was love at that dinner table and whatnot yeah. but there was it really felt like like a big separation wow of like I like don't know if in the moment we realized it at all. Um, looking back, I think I re- I noticed that, and I don't know. Maybe you just didn't know what to do with it. Yeah, and just like some tensions from the parents, they were kind of going through rough times, like financially and in their marriage. So that was just like I love my parents. Yeah, I love that they raised me and how they raised me. But there was some rough rough years in there. There's always gonna be rough years. Exactly. You know? So yeah. there was like some tension in there of just like i actually call them the dark years of just like yeah really yeah like all of us just kind of trying to figure out how to navigate the home life um and then just like each in our own way like suffering with sin and not like 
really turning to each other or anything except my brothers we did turn to each other we just kind of were more like yeah no it's fine you know i'm doing yeah. the same thing so yeah. it's like oh okay we're all doing the same thing so yeah so it must be fine i would have never i would never thought that you weren't like close with your sisters yeah i know because um i'm super close with abby now yeah um but yeah and i'm getting trying i feel like i'm getting closer with them and we're all realizing as adults we have to make efforts to see each other now because we're not just in the same house that's the same thing with my family i i come from a family of six sisters Mm -hmm. so you know when it comes to i mean one's in ohio the other one's in arizona you know Mm -hmm. the other one's in colorado and then i have like two that are here and then another one lives in greece so it's like I, I have to be pretty intentional, you yeah. know. We all have, like, a pretty big family group chat, and mm-hmm. that kind of helps to keep us tied together and share memes and stuff with each other. But, yeah, it takes intentionality, especially to see each other. Yeah, yeah. So um, trying to do that now and, like, I don't know, since becoming a Christian, the love I feel for my siblings is, like, multiplied yeah. so much. Um, and so you know some of us i feel like are walking very closely with christ and some of us aren't and are keeping christ at an at an arm's length yeah um which is you know uh when i first you know recommitted my life to jesus i was like okay i gotta like save these people yeah <laughs> yeah and that was the wrong way of thinking about it it's yeah. just like man i just kind of like know that we went through some stuff together as kids and i know that like we're all just trying to figure it out and uh it's not on me to like save them but at least let them know that there's a better way that's tough because they know that there's a better way. they all went to church with yeah. me every sunday yeah, we they all ha- heard this they had thing. the same upbringing as you yeah So you were like, what did you say? It was like fifth grade to high school or sixth grade to high school. Was I'd say till college, really. This that that the dark ages were yeah. middle school, mm-hmm. kinda. Yeah. And then you went into high school. Those are pretty. That's a pretty formative time. Yeah. So like, middle school, you're starting to make kind of you know you're feeling the pressure socially. Yeah. I think no matter who you are, social mm. pressure starts to kind of come in a lot in middle school. We just start mm. to care about other people's opinion. Exactly. And then in high school, you kind of start to cement patterns mm-hmm. uh, that will then be amplified potentially in college in one, yeah. in one direction or another. College is where you kind of start to like pivot mm-hmm. in like a more concrete, you know, yeah. way. Yeah. But what would you say your like high school life was like? Mm. Um. High school life was very much worried about sports. Um, you you played sports? Yes. Or you watch them? Oh, okay. Yeah, played three them. sport athlete. Like playing them, that was like, I didn't have a job in high school like some people do. I didn't work till college, but um, very much caring about what other people thought and making friends and girls and. Yeah. Um, Classic guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then just. Uh, finding drugs um was i'm trying to remember what year that really took place a little bit freshman year and then sophomore year like really hit and then i i i was like a 24 7 pothead oh wow in in high school um 
So I was smoking just way too much. And, uh, you know, I don't know if that was for, like, my mom would probably say, like, that was coping with uh, the dark ages. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, I guess I lean away from that. Mm-hmm. But that probably is true. Uh, and so uh, by my senior year, I was, like, kind of just checked out. I didn't like anybody. I had... I, like, didn't really have much friends until all my friends that I have now from high school, I met, like, the summer after my senior year. Oh, wow. So, like, um, yeah, I remember, like, senior year being early decision to college and just kind of checked out and, uh, you know, like, uh, yeah. So, really just, like, I feel like sin was just running rampant in my life. Yeah in in high school and i wasn't smart i was still struggling like i was still behind trying to get out of sped i think i got out in high school yeah was when i kind of fought my way out of there and just i don't know did you did you like um in the midst of like your freshman sophomore year as you were kind of like you know you were saying you were like 24 hours kind of just like on substances Mm -hmm. um were you at all feeling like that conviction like what was what was kind of going through your mind Mm. yeah um again i feel like it was just kind of like going to church on sunday and being like okay this is how i should be living so were you feeling convicted or were you just feeling kind of guilty just guilty definitely more guilty because I feel like conviction usually leads to action. Mm. Um, so I just feel like, oh, man, I'm not doing a good job. And then be able to supp- like push that away Yeah. to Monday. And I actually got so good at it that it'd just be like later on in Sunday. <laughs> yeah. I'd feel better about it. Yeah. You know. You kind of just became numb to it. Yeah. You know, go indulgence in and just like. Yeah. Mm. So you were struggling with that. And then your junior, senior year, you still didn't have like a solid group of people that you were yeah no kind of around there i found some friends in my older brother's grade um which has always been the case for me of kind of like attaching to people a little bit older than me yeah but they were all doing drugs as well like uh, okay yeah it was like that was the crew yeah um so like yeah i was running track and field and like i don't know we'd smoke the the night before meets <laughs> so like You're like yeah we got to prep our lungs here <laughs> yeah. this is really gonna help us run better tomorrow exactly <laughs> so so then you got into college yeah okay and then college was like okay now i don't have to go to church on sundays yeah so like, that's true honestly like that's a big thing for a lot of people yeah is once they go to college they it's not necessarily always because they don't want to go to church, but they just have a hard time committing to a church, you know? But especially if, I mean, if you don't want to, then yeah, you're going to go to college and you're just straight up not going to go anywhere. You don't have to. It was like finally like, Oh, I I can have Sundays to do, you know, I don't have to wake up early on Sundays anymore. Um, so yeah, that was just like, let's just chase my own desires. Like let's, you know, join a fraternity and just party on weekends and um yeah i like just so lost 
to be honest, especially from high school to college, just like constant, I just constantly remember asking like that question of like, what is my purpose? What am I supposed to be doing? Mm. And always like more of like a job, you know, like what is, should my career path be? Like, what do I love doing? What's going to make me happy? Um, and just not finding answers, but looking everywhere. Yeah. Um, and in college that like stayed true. I just kept like, what what's going to make me happy? So I was like, okay, money's going to make me happy. So like, let's study finance. And then I almost failed out of the finance school. So okay. took a semester off and was like, okay, I kind of like, like art. Yeah. So like, I guess you can get paid to be a graphic designer. So switched degrees. First time I did anything with graphic design. Like, yeah. There was no drawing skills in high school to back it up dude it was that was like that was my biggest thing when i was even thinking about doing graphic design mm-hmm. i was like i cannot draw for my life <laughs> like i can draw little cartoons you know but like yeah. i don't know yeah so um don't know like fully the reason i chose graphic design um yeah other than just like okay it seems like i could graduate this degree yeah and you can get paid you know so i did that and just still trying to like answer that question and um never giving god like the full chance or like the light of day and just like actually hearing him out you know like not actively like just it was always like pushed on me and always like an option yeah because of like the fact i was forced to go to church on sunday and like it mainly only made me feel guilty i just never gave it the full attention it deserved so what was your what was your attitude then towards like the gospel? Hmm. Like if somebody came to you during that season of your life and was like, Hey, Jesus Christ forgave your sins. You know, I was like, I know dude. (laughs) Like I believed it to a degree. I guess I haven't been communicating that properly. There is like, there is like a, a belief there of like, yes, like I know God created the universe. I know Jesus. So you weren't like, like an atheist. You were just kind of like, no, it was just like a, you were just a wanderer? Just a Christian who didn't let it affect their life, pretty much. Okay. It was like, okay. I believe that Jesus died and rose again, but it didn't hit. Yeah. It didn't. And that's, like, the crazy part of, like, when people say God changed their heart. Because, like, yeah. my heart just wouldn't, like, there's a difference between knowing something and believing something, you know? Yeah. Like, believing it with your body yeah. and, like, your heart. I, I define that as, like, you know, it's when the heart when the mind and the heart like align Mm. when they align then it's when you're like truly committing yourself to something Mm -hmm. because you can have a heart like you can feel something very strongly but if your mind is not on the same page then you're missing like a portion or if your mind knows something but your heart doesn't then you're again not on the same page so you're not going to take the action that you're supposed to yeah so yeah so just not yeah not never so like i don't my friends in college would even like the most I could muster up to them was like I was a God fearing man, because yeah. like I knew that how Christians should look to a degree. Not okay, that there's yeah. a specific look Christians yeah. fit into. We're all broken. But there's sinners, certain things. But yeah, there's certain things we're supposed to abstain from. And exactly. Stuff. Yeah. And, um. So like I didn't want to be like, oh yeah, I'm a Christian, and then like go you know, smoke and drink with them. And yeah. Like chase girls with them. So in one respect, you were kind of trying to like honor christianity by mm-hmm. not defining yourself as a christian but instead saying i fear god yeah yeah i guess so i mean that's pretty interesting mm-hmm. honestly like to someone who like i've you know i i think from my perspective there's like a lot of people who 
you know, say like, oh, I'm a Christian and then just blatantly go out and live like Mm -hmm. very sinful lives with no repentant heart or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, just don't call yourself a Christian. Yeah. You know, like why, why is it that you want to call yourself a Christian when you're doing, when you're living a life like this, you know, like just, if you're going to live your life like that, just take time and figure that stuff out, but don't like associate yourself with this until you're ready to really commit yourself to this. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. That is, yeah. So, and I didn't even like know that's what I was doing at the time. I was just like, man, like, you know, like I know, yeah, how I see like good Christians live. Um, and not that they're perfect, but just like that they do chase after God. And I like knew I wasn't chasing after God. Mm. So that is what I can muster up to my friends. And like, um, if somebody, I think, uh, somebody approached me in the college parking lot one time and was like, do you believe in God, the mother or something like that? Oh dude. And yeah. hit me with that. And I was like, um, what? <laughs> and yeah. they're like, do you know that Christmas isn't on December 25th? And I was like, okay. And I like think that was like my first time defending the Bible. Yeah. You were um, like, what are you saying? <laughs> I'm like, it's okay that it wasn't on December 25th. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, and I was just like, so, Gen generally that's like was was just like oh i'm a god fearing man and like um still and it was more morally driven i guess i still tried to be a morally good person but not you know trying to reflect the love of jesus or anything like that yeah um and then i've been thinking about this recently actually is because uh i was at a party one time and there was a, a girl in our friend group we this like, is while you were in college? Yeah, and okay. we were, like, pre-gaming uh, to go out to a bar that night. And so sitting in my friend's dorm room, and we're chatting, and I knew this girl was Christian. She, like, didn't drink or anything. Like, she was, like, she seemed like it was affecting her life. Um, and so, but she'd still, like, be in the world, you know? Like, she'd still come out with us and just, like, chose not to drink and chose not to, like, make a fool of herself in that way. Yeah. Um. And I think I was talking to her, and I was like, yeah. I was like, because you're a believer, right? And she's like, yeah. And she's like, I was like, yeah, I mean, me too. And she's like, what do you believe? And I was like, that Jesus Ooh. Christ is my Lord and Savior. And that was like the first time saying it out loud to wow. somebody. And I've been thinking about that, like, recently over the past month of, like, that might have been, like, a little, like, the spark that kind of, like, led me to kind of return to Jesus of just, like, saying it out loud. Like, his name has power. Yeah. Um, And so I hadn't th- thought, given that, uh, like, the time of day, but recently I've been, like, dang, you know, like, that might have, you know, had more of an effect than I realized because I was in the midst of sin, like, chasing after my flesh and just like here was like god being like what do you believe yeah and me like and i said it and it, it wasn't like oh and like angels came out and yeah. trumpets sounded it i wish you could see like, the reaction that <laughs> noah just made that so <laughs> dude um, that's so crazy like i just i think what's really kind of profound in a way that maybe you maybe you did like notice that you just did but or not but you know you were like it's like God asked you, what do you believe? And I feel like that's such a Jesus question, you mm-hmm. know? Like mm-hmm. Jesus would totally go up to be like and go up to people and be like, who do you say that I am, you know? Yeah. And it's like just that question, like Jesus provokes the heart with questions, mm. not with like 
just straight commands. Like, yeah. yeah, like he definitely like has given us commandments, but like at the same time, like he teaches through questions. Mm. And so you're in that place right there and you're like observing this girl, like over mm. a period of time, mm-hmm. you know, because obviously she's come out to more than one thing with you. Yeah. And you're like, she says that she's like a Christian and she's like actually mm-hmm. abstaining from things like what and then she asks you like what do you believe and you're like well isn't it obvious (laughs) you know yeah um but then obviously it's like not Mm -hmm. that's pretty wild yeah yeah that was pretty cool to think about now too just like things you don't realize um but nothing really changed after that oh okay (laughs) so you know seeds they're seeds (laughs) exactly yeah and that's you know some people have it like oh it was like on this day or like this month mine was like Maybe more like a year or two. Yeah. Um, of God just like slowly turning my heart around in my chest. Honestly, I think that's more people's story than not. Mm-hmm. You know, like I think a lot of people would like to have that story where they were able to like just go to the altar and then all of a sudden like their lives just totally changed around and mm-hmm. sin would just like vanished from the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it's like a slow chipping away, you know. So then I started to kind of pull back. I started to commute to school, pull back from the fraternity and going out to bars and smoking, all from a moral standpoint, not a Christian standpoint. Mm, That's pretty interesting. Um, Just like recognizing that, you know, weed was making me lazy and uh, alcohol made me feel terrible in the morning. So was it like a self-development kind of thing? I guess, yeah. yeah. And just like, yeah, trying to change myself from the sped kid to like a college graduate Mm. you know like um that's more what i was doing and uh then with commuting back to church you know back to church on sundays as i'm living under my mom's roof again yeah um and then uh my sister brought me out to uh a college-ish which is uh college-ish age uh like five week uh bible study yeah um that emergence holds and uh got there and like the word kind of like was jumping off the page at me there mm. and just like being around people my age after being surrounded at college of like people chasing after sin this was like people just having a casual conversation about the gospel and jesus and asking questions and yeah hearing you know the speakers they had come talk about you know how their lives changed in their 20s and i think i remember one of them saying like yeah like the 20s was when i had to like finally make a decision on christianity and be like am i going to do this or am i going to just walk away from this and that Mm. remember hit me pretty hard and being like okay yeah i need to make a decision here." you were like i'm in my 20s (laughs) that's me (laughs) exactly exactly so um i was like yeah i haven't really made a choice i've just been kind of passively avoiding this so let's give it the time of day like i said earlier i wouldn't give it the time of day or or give god like the look the full like up and down all right what are you all about like do i want to partake in this and um and it felt like it was like a yes like yeah i do want to do this and then college ish ended and uh I had, I was like, I don't want this to end. I want you like to keep meeting with you all. So I invited the people back to my house for a Bible study 
and we continued for the rest of the summer doing a Bible study. And I had no clue what I was doing. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. you know, I never led a Bible study or anything. Um, but my sister was with me, and she was going to Liberty at the time, so she was very helpful in, in all that. And yeah. uh, so, um, yeah, then I remember during that, that Bible study, somebody was like, it's not easy to be a Christian, you know? It's not, like, an easy choice to make. Mm. Um, you have to say no to a lot of things you want to say yes to. You have to give up a lot. Um, and that was, like, the first time hearing that, to be honest. Of, or m- maybe I, like, had heard it and not registered, but I was like, oh, it's not just, like, an easy choice. Like, accept Jesus into your life. It's, yeah. only, like, it's the clear choice. Yeah. Um, it's not that clear. It's kind of difficult. And, like, do you want to commit? And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then uh, the, that Bible study ended, and I graduated college like the next month or the next semester so the next four months COVID hit mm-hmm. and my friend was living in Los Angeles and I was like okay um I'm gonna go you know he offered me a bed and I was like all right let's go there and so that 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 was like four months to like a year of like on the fence like starting to read my bible um and but not fully committing and just like do I want to fully do this? Like, um, what does it look like to fully do this? And just like reading my Bible and just trying to figure it out. Yeah. And, uh, so then going to LA was interesting cause, um, my friends are Christians. Um, and it's hard to describe like how, cause they give me good wisdom all the time, but like, yeah, obviously like we're all sinners and you know we all fall short in many different ways so um, yeah i don't want to like oust them on a podcast no yeah you like i mean yeah so it's just like uh you know like we can all be doing better yeah i think that goes for them as well Um, yeah and so then i but it was interesting just because i'd wake up at like seven out there and had three roommates but it was just quiet like first time getting into quiet time with God and just like reading my Bible. So I was like alone Christian wise. It felt like in LA, but was still just like reading my Bible every morning and trying to get to know God and what he wanted. And, um, so still on this fence and then came back for Christmas and Abby again, my sister who invited me to college ish invited me to just hang out with her friends um uh i think like just on a sunday hangout uh and i was like in california still uh you know i was like i'm not smoking i'm not drinking still smoking and still drinking you know like i don't want to do it i'm still doing it i don't want to do it i'm still doing it yeah um flesh and the spirit bro so it was just like yeah like kind of just like a yeah like things getting separated it felt like um yeah and then came back and saw like these friends of my sisters hanging out just like 20 of them doing a puzzle and (laughs) uh this is like my favorite part of my story of like they were just throwing oreos there's a thing called oreo face race where you uh, put yeah. an oreo on your forehead and like move it down without this touching is a it classic youth group game yes yeah. um 
And then that like slowly escalated to them like trying to throw Oreos off of their forehead to somebody else and they catch it in their mouth, which is nasty. That's crazy. (laughs) So, but just like, so that's what was happening at this like hangout. Yeah. Um, A week prior to that, I was, you know, uh, uh, drunk, throwing up in a toilet on New Year's Eve. Oh, wow. And a week later, seeing these people just hanging out, you know. Yeah. Doing a puzzle and, you know, playing with Oreos. Yeah. And having just an absolute ball and just, like, asking each other real questions and getting to know each other and just, like, welp- welcoming me into the group. And I was just like, oh, I think I need this. Like, this is what's missing. I need, com- yeah. I need community. I can read my Bible alone all I want. I can listen to sermons on Sundays, but I need community. I need yeah. people to walk with me in this. And then... I went back to California for two weeks and was like, I'm moving back to New Jersey. Wow. And uh, my sister came and drove me back to New Jersey. From California? Yeah. Holy smokes. My sister and my little brother, which was a fun road trip. That is really cool. Immediately, like, got involved in a Bible study and some Christian dudes, you know, like, we were doing scenic Saturdays together. We'd go on a walk in the woods and just talk about faith and stuff and just, like, Boom, it was alive. Heart Dude, heart changed. That's awesome. Jesus present in my life, you know, like really experiencing the love that God has for us, the forgiveness, and just me like finally submitting and just being like, your way is better. Like I've given you your fair look. I've, you know, tried so many things of this world and I'm, I'm ready. I know your way is better. I've looked at it it makes sense and uh just like here we go let's commit to it and it has been like the greatest year of my life so far so um that was like the big moment i guess the big two years of switching wow praise god yo praise god (laughs) dude that's so awesome So from where I'm sitting and I'm like listening to like your story, it's really cool. It is really cool. And I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the coffee or if it's the spirit, <laughs> but my heart's like beating right now. Mm. But I'm just thinking about like, you know, you, you were in, you were in fifth grade, sixth grade, dark ages because this family that you grew up with. Right. And this is like a pattern. I don't know if you noticed this, but like, like up until that point you grew up in like a christian household you were kind of like sheltered and everyone was Mm -hmm. living out their faith and you were living out your faith Mm -hmm. and then you get into this space where everyone who was living out their faith is now abandoning their faith Mm -hmm. and so like this thing that was told like to you is like this is this is valuable Mm -hmm. this is how you should live your life like you're gonna want to live your life this way right because like jesus died for you and then you're like well if that's true why is everyone leaving Mm -hmm. why are we all wanting to go do this other thing Mm -hmm. right and then you progress and just being like, I'm just going to go do this other thing because no one is really like taking this mm-hmm. seriously. And then you get into college and you're still kind of doing that same thing. But then you start saying like, okay, well, I kind of recognize that these are like not really good for me. Like, I don't want to be like lazy, you mm-hmm. know, and I, I kind of want to try and get ahead. Like I want to have like a good life. Mm-hmm. But then you see like this girl 
at this college mm-hmm. party, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like a Christian who's like taking her life seriously and taking her faith seriously. Mm. And you're like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. what? Like you see all this stuff around you, right? Mm-hmm. But why are you, why are you not partaking with us? Yeah. Like this is the life. Why are you choosing that life? Mm-hmm. You know. Um, and you still have all of your Christian faith in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. So you see that. And I think you're right. Like, I think that was like a seed. Mm-hmm. And then you like come back to, you come back home, you mm-hmm. start commuting and stuff and you start going to like church again. And then you start to see at college-ish other people again, mm-hmm. choosing faith. Yeah. And you're like, what are these people doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, I just came back from this like awesome, you know, like time at college. And these yeah. people are like really like taking their faith seriously mm. and so then you kind of start to like jump back into it and you're like you know what like they're doing it i'm gonna try and do it too because it seems like there really is something here mm. right and so then you start take you know taking your faith like more seriously and then you go off to la and this is where i think it's really interesting mm. because this is the first time i mean other times like yes you i think you had the choice but I think this is the first time where you get to make a really symbolic choice, mm-hmm. right? Because now you're not functioning off of morality, but you're mm-hmm. functioning off of spirituality. Mm-hmm. And so you're at this place and you're in LA and you know that things aren't going the way that they should be going, but you're still reading your Bible in the morning. And so now you have the spirit mm-hmm. within you that's like convicting you. It's yeah. not just guilt anymore, yeah. but it's like actually convicting you. Mm-hmm. And then you have sin that's still enticing you. Yeah. And you have to make that decision right then and there. Like, am I going to stay here mm-hmm. and symbolically choose to like leave mm-hmm. the faith exactly or am i going to return to the faith mm-hmm. and like commit myself mm-hmm. and dude you commit <laughs> yourself yeah but a huge part of your faith and i think this is like super important and i don't think uh i don't think this is a bad thing at all i think this is the way that we were designed to be a huge part of your faith is you need community mm-hmm. you need community like mm-hmm. you were saying like i could do my my you know quiet time in the morning like every day and Mm -hmm. i could watch a sermon on sunday but if i don't have community Mm -hmm. then my faith is going to dwindle yeah and that's so true Mm -hmm. you know like we need that community in order to be able to like continue to grow our faith so i just think that's like super cool to see the way that god works in your life specifically through community Yeah. yeah yeah and that is like when i do share my testimonies like that is a point i try to harp on and i'm like so thankful to god that he sh- he taught me that lesson uh that way like that from the jump of recommitting to to jesus that like i can't do it without community because yeah. some people like try like start their faith maybe w- not with community mm-hmm. which, and then don't understand how important it is yeah um, and uh and just yeah like my mom bringing me to church every Sunday yeah. as a kid, then my sister inviting me out to college-ish and inviting me out um, to just hang out with her friends. And then that girl at that party just, like, making me say it out loud, like yeah. my older sister praying the prayer with me. Um, my two friends in L.A. who, like, would still give some biblical wisdom, even though all three of us, like, weren't really living that uh, well, like just like people like yeah god really does use people as his hands and feet totally uh to to speak into each other i find that when i do hear god's voice it's mostly coming from somebody else yeah from a person in my life who i trust um 
and it's it's awesome and it is like I don't want my story to sound too like logical of like oh well I just looked at you know the facts of what I saw in the Bible and chose God like there was a supernatural thing like yeah where it was like you know I like to say and it's like definitely wrong percentages here but it's a good way to for me to think about it of like okay it's like 40% me choosing and then like 60% God <laughs> changing my heart. Like yeah. definitely God <laughs> deserves yeah. more percentage than that. But just like, uh, it's like a little bit of choice and then some supernatural things happening. Yeah. It's like, I'd heard all this stuff growing up, you know, and didn't choose it. Um, yeah. So then I had to choose a little bit, but also like where that choice came from is like supernatural. Yeah. So, but I think it's also like, just a lifetime of developing true ownership yeah. of that decision yeah you know because like from early on you knew the truth but then that whole time you were trying to discern is this the truth that i want to like live yeah you know like obviously scripture is true whether you want to live it or not mm-hmm. but like you still have to make that decision and i think just the persistence of god mm. in your life is like really awesome he he kept chasing after me totally the dude. whole way um and it's like, anytime I hear that lyric in a song, because it's all over Christian music, it's just yeah. like so true that he really he doesn't leave your side. He chases after you. He's leaving the ninety nine for you. Like, I I see that so true in my story. Um, yeah, and it's awesome. It's just like I'm so happy that he does that. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's so cool. Yeah. And for everybody who's been a part of Noah's story, just like thank you for being willing to be you know uh, a vessel for the spirit to speak through you and be able to like touch note because that's just yeah super awesome yeah so no we know your story now mm-hmm. we know where you what brought you to this point in this chair where you're able to tell others about what christ has done through you um but what's what's looking forward yeah looking forward is fun um very uh so the this past year of like walking with jesus has been uh insane like so much change so much progress in just like yeah. a year it's been overwhelming um dude a lot can happen in a yeah, year exactly um so just like going from like a really zealous young christian to now like not saying i'm like super mature in my faith or yeah, anything yeah. like that but just like realizing that like okay this is a marathon not a sprint yeah. um uh so looking forward to the future of just like well one broad stroke is like i love that verse that paul says where he's like i have run the race i have kept the faith mm. um and that's like right before he dies he says that i'm like mm, that's like the mark to hit for is to be able to like say that on my deathbed and be like i have ran this race and yeah. i have kept the faith um so that's like broad stroke for yeah. sure but um moving forward is just like i was doing uh like podcasts and design stuff you know before i was you know recommitted my life to jesus and now i'm like trying to get back into that after doing graphic design and you know video stuff and just like all these different creative outlets and just 
constantly asking the question like okay how can i glorify god with this you know Mm. um because before i was like you know just doing it for me um yeah and chasing you know fame or whatever it is and it's just like okay what does it look like to just honor god with my gifts uh to glorify him with everything he's given me yeah um so uh I don't know. You want specifics or? What? I mean, I don't know. You know, yeah. what's what's your vision, bro? My vision, um, there's definitely a call to be speaking. Okay. Um, I speak once a month at a place called Market Street Mission in Morristown. Yeah, love that place, dude. Yeah. Um, and just uh, they keep asking. I keep saying yes. So, like, God's just put that there. It's yeah. just like a slow thing and i don't know if that means like preaching or anything like i don't see myself going to seminary or and becoming a pastor but speaking in some form and i've always desired to have a microphone in front of me yeah uh, not like that sounds very prideful no i mean i think what you're trying to say is like you're um this is a place you feel comfortable this is like a medium you feel comfortable in exactly yeah. um and not everybody i think like I think it's like 90% of Americans, like greatest fear is public speaking. Yeah. That is not mine. So yeah. like, I'm like, all right, well, if, that's, if I'm in the 10% there, it's something to go Dude, off of. Dude, that's a gift that God has given you. So yeah. like, use that. Yeah. Um, and then uh, just, uh, it's really easy to want to uh, run off to Africa <laughs> and yeah, okay. become a missionary or something like that. Yeah. Um, but my goal is like, I guess, more like really under, understanding with my mind and my heart, like what the mission field is, like where God has me. Like locally, like yeah, local like, missions. Yeah, and stuff. like yeah. in just New Jersey and whatever job he has me in. Like, yeah, <clears throat> obviously I want to go like build houses in Haiti and whatnot, but it's like, yeah, and you can feel less than as a Christian in whatever field you're in, just like, you know, working nine to five, just getting those hours in grinding away. But it's like, okay, really believing and seeing that there is a mission. Yeah. Right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and sharing the gospel there. And I think I was looking into missions and then like learned that people are sending missionaries to America from other countries and I was like, yeah. what the heck? <laughs> yeah. Dude, we we need to just look around. Exactly. Bro. So I was yeah. just like, okay. Uh yeah, trying trying to really share the gospel wherever I I I go. Um, whether that's like when I'm freelancing in a coffee shop somewhere and just like Yeah. You know, having a conversation with somebody and not forcing the gospel on them, but just like being that light, being that salt that Jesus talks about. Yeah. Um, I guess that's the vision. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So you're you have like a local heart, which yeah, I think is huge, dude, and mm. extremely underrated mm. because we're given the local church. Yeah. And for some reason, a lot of people think that in order to build the kingdom, you need to leave the local church. Yeah. But you have a local church for a reason, mm-hmm. you know, and you can build the kingdom in Morristown like yeah. if that's where if that's where your church is mm-hmm. then it's like Market, Market Street Mission yeah that's the local like that's like a local community that you can help build up there too you know and there's so many different opportunities that mm-hmm. like we have to be able to do stuff like that so yeah exactly I think that's awesome dude yeah so still I don't know have that adventurous spirit 
yeah. when I went to LA and California and whatnot. So never afraid of that. Like especially going out there, I know that you can move anywhere and do anything on the yeah. whim. You'll you'll make do, especially with God on your side. Like yeah. But uh, definitely like with my value and community, eventually like definitely want a home base and yeah, a community to be a part of. Um, people get lonely when they don't have community and yeah. So part of me is like, yeah, I want to go off to Hawaii or Colorado or something. Yeah. So, so there's still that yeah. desire, and I'm just trying to figure out where that fits into everything who knows man maybe a microphone will take you there maybe <laughs> maybe so yeah yeah well no thanks for thanks for sharing everything dude dude thanks for having me this is awesome yeah dude no I, this is this is super cool and you know what's awesome i was we were talking about this yesterday just over text but mm-hmm. i was saying like this show literally does not exist without god's hand moving mm-hmm. And yeah. that's what the coolest part is like all yeah. the glory goes to him. There's no content without him. There's literally no <laughs> content, you know, like this, the content is completely based on him, which yeah. also makes it awesome. Cause that means yeah. I don't have to prepare any content, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. but, um, like I said, dude, thanks for sharing. Um, it's really cool getting to know your story more like mm-hmm. in actually like in depth and stuff and yeah. kind of being able to see like a bird's eye view of like everything too, you know? Yeah. And I'm really excited to kind of see where God takes that, desire to like invest in community and invest in like the local church and also your adventurous spirit like how the heck do all those things play together you know know. like we don't we don't know but like god knows you know and like i'm sure at some point in your life you're like there's no way that i'm gonna actually end up like desiring to build his kingdom here on Mm -hmm. earth as it is in heaven but like Mm -hmm. here you are dude you have a passion yeah so yeah so everybody who's listening thanks for joining um keep knowing your prayers as he continues to just like pursue his faith uh, we all need spiritual protection um none of us are um you know uh, able to completely always say no to sin but when we have the body surrounding us and praying for us that is like a huge help so i would just take a moment right now uh, for those who are listening and just lift up Noah in prayer um and uh you know, join us for the next time as well. Yeah. Um, and if you've enjoyed this, if you feel encouraged by Noah's testimony, then feel free to share it too, you know, because mm-hmm. others who are graphic designers who have gone through a very similar situation as Noah might need that encouragement to know that, hey, it's like possible mm-hmm. to get out of this like lifestyle. It's possible to pursue Christ. Yeah. And what you need is community. That was the changing factor mm-hmm. for him. Um, and also leave a rating because it kind of helps too. Sure. it's a really small thing it doesn't even cost you anything mm. you know but thanks like i said Noah. thanks for being on bro thank you for having me i appreciate it yeah so we'll catch you guys the next time bye <laughs>